Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an all-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Hello? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. Anything happening in the sports? Cubs and Sox in first place still. Bucks down 0-3. Lakers down 0-1. Golden Knights and Stars both advance in Game 7s toward championship in golf. U.S. Open in tennis pretty soon with golf. Six college football games today. And this is the last weekend without the National Football League in our lives this year. I think and I hope. Happy Saturday and Labor Day weekend. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on Sports Radio 670. The score, a few season-long NFL bets that I want to go over in just a couple of minutes. One of the best football minds in the business, Warren Sharp, will drop by. He's got some thoughts on the Bears and the rest of the league, including stuff like win totals, futures, stuff like that. A trifecta of Kentucky Derby guess. Oh, yeah, I didn't even mention that at the top. The Derby's today. The Kentucky Derby. Jim Miller with us every week. Drops by from Hawthorne. He'll be here with his picks. Dwayne Colucci. He's a Vegas bookmaker, big horse racing guy, and the staggy man may know him from Twitter. Shares picks every single day. All three will share their Derby picks on this show this hour. But let's not bury the lead, at least in my world, right? We're going to start with a special announcement. Some of you may know that in addition to the night show, when I am knocked off by play-by-play, in addition to this show, Early Odds, I've been one of the rotating co-hosts on You Better You Bet. That is a live podcast on the Radio.com app, and it's also posted in podcast form, video clips, stuff like that. It's been wildly successful over the last year. launched just over a year ago. In fact, before uh, last football season. And the biggest reasons it's been so successful uh, is the wildly talented people on that show. Nick Costos, he's the main host. He's there just about every single day. Executive producer Eli Hershkovich. And many of you are not aware that one of Mitch Rosen's jobs is with Radio.com and the sports betting elements over there. So Mitch is involved. 
and the entire company has been very happy with it. And you guys are paying attention. You see why this is a successful show. What's happened in the sports betting space? I've been talking about it for years and years on the station, and it's coming to fruition right now. You can't escape it. So here's the announcement. I This has not gone anywhere. It is not on social media. I've not talked about it on the night show. Last night I had early odds, a short version at 6 o'clock. Have not talked about it. Talking about it for the first time right here for you guys that are here every week, 8 to 9 a.m. Starting on Tuesday morning, there's going to be a new show on Radio.com Sports, Bet Sweats with Joe O. It will debut on Tuesday. It will be a daily show, have video, and also audio, 9 to 11 a.m. starting Tuesday. You can listen live on the Radio.com app. You can watch live on Radio.com if you want to see me in my basement office doing the show. You can do that. If you're at work, catch up later, after work, or whenever. The podcast form will be available shortly after the show, so I'm expecting sometime in that 11 o'clock hour, the full two-hour show in multiple clips uh, will be available. Now, I don't have all the places yet where you can subscribe to the podcast, but I'm going to need your help. If we want this to continue and this new show to grow, we will need your help. So... The show will be Bet Sweats with Joe O, and it starts on Tuesday, and I can't wait. In fact, follow it on Twitter. There have been zero tweets, and I followed it late last night, but go ahead. It is at Bet Sweats. I'd appreciate that. Uh, and again, we'll have all the information after the holiday weekend, and make sure you subscribe to the show and tell your degenerate friends. Please do. Because it will not be successful without you guys. I know it's in great hands with Mitch running the program with the sports betting element on Radio.com Sports. And also Eli Hershkovich. You remember him if you're a longtime score guy. So I know I don't have a lot of worries. And once college basketball season starts, hopefully it starts this upcoming season. Eli's going to be all over it, and he'll be a big on-air part of the show. So I cannot wait. It is going to be busy. As far as the night show goes... Uh, yeah, I'm still going to be doing that. So it's going to be a super busy football season for me, but um, that's a good thing. That's a very, very good thing. I talked about it on Twitter the other day, at Joe0670. Sports betting business is booming. Quick update, in case you had it noticed. Did you see the Cubs DraftKings announcement the other day? So yeah, good things on the horizon. It's going to be a really, really fun football season. All right, some football season-long picks that I want to roll through here on Early Odds Sports Radio 670, the score, before we bring in Warren Sharp to the show. Uh, Bears, do I need to go over my reasons I feel this way? We find out in a news dump at 6.30 last night. Oh, yeah, it's Mitchell Trubisky, by the way. Mitchell Trubisky is going to be your starting quarterback. I've been consistent. I've been telling you guys for months that Trubisky was going to be your week one starter. He's going to be your week one starter. I don't know that he's going to finish week one, but he's going to be your week one starter. I don't know that I really need to go into it, but if you want to bet the win total, I would go under. I, I know one site. Legal in Illinois has an eight. Other ones have seven and a half. I would go under that number. I'm looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The win total set at nine. And there are some in the industry that are high on Pittsburgh because of the return of Ben Roethlisberger, even at 38 years old. 
And um, it's just such a massive upgrade at the quarterback position because you don't have Mason Rudolph. You don't have Duck Hodges playing either. At least we don't think. You know, Roethlisberger could go down to an injury, though. Here's the reason I like this play. We don't know what Ben Roethlisberger was going to be last year. And so how is he going to return? And he's got to stay healthy for the majority of the season. They have a, a long stretch of challenging opponents weeks three through nine. Houston, Tennessee, Philadelphia, Cleveland, Baltimore, Dallas. Yeah, Cleveland. I did say that. I'll get to the Browns in a quick moment. But um, this is a team that is set up to have massive regression with turnovers, much like the Bears experienced a year ago. So 2018 to 2019, Pittsburgh went from forcing 15 turnovers to 38 turnovers that's going to come back down a little bit. They were carried by the defense last year, so now they're expecting to get more out of their offense. I don't know. The only way you lose this bet if you go under 9 is if Pittsburgh goes 10-6. and six. I'm looking at the under, and part of the reason is, is that I'm still pretty high on Baltimore, but I'm really high on Cleveland. Let's take a look at the Browns. Yes, to make the playoffs, you could find them at plus 123. I'm a sucker for the beaten favorite, so I'm going in on Cleveland here. They should get the new coach bump with Kevin Stefanski. Just the mess last year, you know that has to be an upgrade. Everything that could go wrong with this team went wrong. With the Beckham injuries, Miles Garrett suspension, they upgrade uh, adding Austin Hooper to the offense. I like what Nick Chubb has to offer I like some of the advantages that they're going to have in the schedule. Of course, they're going to face Cincinnati twice, like every single year. But you also get Washington, uh, the Giants, and the Jets. So, remember, seven teams are in. So, I'm in on the Browns to make the playoffs. And I like this price at plus money with plus 123. And if you think that they can win the division, there's value there right now, man. Value at plus five. 50. I don't mind that play at all. Maybe I'm even going to take a nibble. Don't laugh at Baker Mayfield to be the MVP at 50 to 1. Another team I like gives you a nice plus price. How about the Arizona Cardinals? They are 7 to 1 to win the division. And this number was beat up early on for good reason on Kyler Murray to be the MVP at 25 to 1. Love the schedule. San Francisco, Washington, Detroit, Carolina, the Jets to get things started. And look what they add on offense. We know about DeAndre Hopkins, old, reliable Fitzgerald there for you. And Christian Kirk was a beast, especially in the second half of the season. Second year in the offense, second year in the league. We've seen uh, young quarterbacks really make strides in that second season, and I think Kyler Murray is primed to be one of those guys. There's actually a little bit of value when you can find this number at 25-1 to or better. I do like it, but I like the Cardinals to go over the win total, and if you want to take a shot at them to win the division at 7-1, to I do not have an issue there. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, The Score. Coming up next, we'll get the thoughts of Warren Sharp. On the 2020 NFL football season. Don't want to go anywhere. Keep it here. 670, the score of the radio.com app. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this is early odds with joe ostrowski sports radio 670 the score thrilled to bring on our next guest warren sharp sharpfootballanalysis.com His 2020 football preview every year, it's the Bible when it comes to NFL preview content. There's so many options out there, and I think bar none, this one's the best. That's just because he's coming on the show. You get season predictions. There's sports betting content for a lot of you guys that are into that, fantasy football stuff. You get great visualizations with heat maps, all this data out there, coaching strategies. Uh, Warren, appreciate your time, and thank you for coming on Early Odds. I know this is a a labor of love, but it kind of took me aback because I get your preview uh, guide every year pdf form this year i know just to see that you added a hundred pages compared to previous years fill us in on some other details that i failed to hit on about this guide i appreciate that joe definitely happy to be here sharing some information before the start of the season it's a really exciting time that we're actually getting underway there's been so many questions as to whether we would or not that i'm so glad that we actually our football will be here before we know it from an NFL perspective. Uh, but with the guide, yeah, it was, it was a challenge because typically I'm limited to right around 250 pages and then we can put it up on Amazon and sell the book in a printed format and make about 30 cents a copy. And it's not ideal, but at least people are able to buy a printed copy of it. But this year, as I'm writing and as I'm analyzing I'm like, you know what, I'm uncovering so many things and we also have this heat map technology that we want to put in here. 
do, do I really want to do the disservice of like cutting all this out, like not sharing the analysis that I have that I think would be interesting for people to read just so that we can hit some arbitrary page limit so that, it can, so that I can make 30 cents a copy of it on Amazon. And we decided there's, there's no way in hell that we should decide to do that. So what we ended up doing was just writing and sharing as much of the analysis as we wanted to. Page count would end up be ultimately whatever it was. And in this case, it was just over 360 pages and it is dense with information there's a lot there for people to check out but i think more than anything what i always strive to do through the presentation as well as the writing style is to get across complicated deep ideas in a very easy to understand manner so the average fan can really get some good insight as to why their team was doing something that they shouldn't have been doing and understand it maybe a complex subject in a very easy manner uh, very easy to read to digest with all the colored graphics for visual learners and that sort of thing so i think we did a great job of getting a lot of information out there to people and certainly have had a lot of good feedback on it thus far very good. I'm going to spend uh, much of my holiday weekend going over it once again. Uh, so no joke. If you're interested in this kind of stuff, so the detail that you'll hear from Warren Sharp uh, during this conversation, I highly recommend you go to his website, sharpfootballanalysis.com. And since it is PDF, you don't have to wait and get the copy right away. Now, uh, the majority of our listeners, Warren, okay, they're thinking, great. Warren Sharp's here. I want to find out what he thinks about the Bears. Two years ago, everything went right. As expected in 2019, a lot of regression for the Bears, especially with the turnovers on defense. And two years later, a lot of Bears fans were, and they kind of shrugged their shoulders. We don't really know what we have in Matt Nagy. We were excited in year one uh, because he's been hamstrung with Mitchell Trubisky for a couple of years, and they're still looking for a tight end as they try out 27 different guys at the position last year. They think that they upgraded with a rookie, which usually takes some time, and then they go and get Jimmy Graham. Okay, I guess you're better. Would you want Matt Nagy coaching your team? I need to see this season. I think it's going to answer a lot of questions for us, what ends up happening this year, because there were some things that I did not like from a play calling perspective and the decision making perspective with regard to the usage of run plays and David Montgomery and, you know, conversion rates and efficiencies on early downs. Uh, like they dropped tremendously, for example, from 2018 to 2019. They were 15th and third down conversion rate in 18. They dropped all the way down to 25th in 2019, in large part because they had more distance to go on those third downs. That's so correlated, distance to go on third downs with conversion rate. And the reason you have more distance to go on third downs is because you're not being efficient enough on early downs. And so last year they finished fifth worst in terms of early down efficiency on offense. And they played one of the easier schedules of opposing pass defenses. I think it was the 10th easiest schedule of opposing pass defenses in the NFL. And they had relatively decent injury luck all things being considered when you look across the league. I think that I am going to reserve judgment on Nagy as a coach right now and let's see what happens this upcoming season. Now that he's got another quarterback that he can actually have confidence in shifting to. I know Nick Foles isn't an upper echelon guy. That's just a slam dunk. Oh, of course we can shift to him. He'll be perfect. You have to modify some things and play to his strengths. But I think he's certainly an adequate guy that you could shift to if it's not Mitchell Trubisky starting. And I think that it's going to be interesting to see when he makes that move 
and how he's calling the offense for one guy versus how he's calling the offense for the other guy. I will say this. It's going to be hard to get a clear picture over the first three weeks of the season because they first play the Lions and the Giants and the Falcons. And I think all of those three defenses have some inefficiencies there that the Bears might look a little bit better. But then you're going to run into this stretch where you're playing the Colts and the Bucks, and then a couple weeks later, the Rams and the Saints and the Titans and the Vikings, and all these teams have upper-tier defenses. So whoever looks good to start, just keep in mind, it's probably not going to be what ends up looking like after a few weeks are done with the season. You can kind of share your thoughts big picture on the NFC North with this question, if you'd like. When you look at the Bears going into this season, are they more likely to bounce back and win the division or finish in last place? Wow. Um, I will say I think they're more likely to finish in last place, but it's not necessarily because I'm extremely pessimistic on the Bears' potential this year. I actually like what Bill Lazor will bring to the table, and I like what this core still might be able to do. That being said, I think the Detroit Lions are going to do a lot better than they did last season. I think there was a lot of variance in their results with a healthy Matt Stafford the full season long and the way that they were playing offense and how aggressive they were passing the football down the field. I think the Lions are going to look a lot better offensively, which we know carries the day typically in terms of helping drive wins and losses. So they're going to look better, probably win more games. I am down on the Green Bay Packers, but so are the odds makers. You know, they won 13 games last year, but now their win total is only set at nine. That's a massive adjustment So we're expecting regression, and we're likely to get it from Green Bay. The team that we're not really expecting regression from, at least the odds makers aren't, is the Minnesota Vikings. But I actually think that we are going to see a little bit of a step back. It would not shock me at all if the Vikings finished right around eight wins. Worst case scenario, maybe even seven wins. So I think the Bears have a shot. But I just think this whole division from top to bottom There's not one team that I'm like, this team's going to be terrible this year, nor is there a team that I think is going to be really good. So I think they're more likely to finish last than first, but I don't know that it's going to take 12, 13 wins this year to finish first place in this division. I think you might be looking at a 10, 11 win team can win this division. Yeah, I was a little disappointed as a sports better in the Packers number at a couple of the legal books here in Illinois. It's all the way down to eight and a half. So I just, wow. I couldn't bring myself to bet the under there, although they are certainly going to regress this year. Joe Ostrowski, uh, early odds on Sports Radio 670, the score, our guest Warren Sharp from sharpfootballanalysis.com. Uh, let's talk about win totals here. Is there a win total that you, you feel strong about the over? And is there an under you really like? Well, I think the Minnesota Vikings actually are one of the teams that I think uh, looks good for the under, but let's talk about the over first. And I'm going to a a team not far from where you guys are at, and I'm looking at the Indianapolis Colts. And this is a team who is championed and led by a coach that I think is probably one of, if not the most underrated play callers in the NFL If you look at what Frank Reich has done, I'll just walk you through it. 2017, he wins the Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, They put up 30-plus points in that Super Bowl against the New England Patriots, and he's the offensive coordinator. He then gets the head coaching job with the Colts, and 
he has to deal with an injured Andrew Luck all offseason, trying to craft and tailor his offense to a guy who, you remember the reports coming out during that training camp, Andrew Luck can only throw a tennis ball. Well, now he's moved up to like a college-sized football. He's still not working with a real NFL football. What are we going to do? He goes out there and leads his team to double-digit wins. They also win a playoff game that season. And then 2019, they're looking to make a step forward off of that, like a leap build it, building block, when a few weeks before the season, Andrew Luck retires. So now he's going to work with another quarterback, Jacoby Brissett this time. So he's got two years in the books, two different quarterbacks. Jacoby Brissett, not a great quarterback, and we're looking at a team who's probably not going to do well. Lo and behold, through week eight of the season, you know how many wins this team has? This team has poised to be themselves to be the number two seed in the, NF, in the AFC, rather, right behind the New England Patriots. They were actually a better seed at that point midway through the season than the Kansas City Chiefs or the Baltimore Ravens. I know that's hard to believe, but they were. And what ends up happening after that, they play nine more games. They actually have a lead at halftime or entering the fourth quarter in seven of those nine games but only win two. That's really hard to do. It takes a lot of bad play down the road with a lead to win only two of nine games when you got a halftime or fourth quarter lead. But that's what ends up happening with the Colts last year. I think they rebound this season. I like the fact that they're much healthier offensively with the wide receivers that they've brought in through the draft. They didn't even get to use Paris Campbell, a high pick last year. So they're going to have him in here this upcoming season. They also go out, they draft Michael Pittman Jr., um, they get back T.Y. Hilton, and I think it's going to be great to have Jonathan Taylor working in with Marla Mack in the backfield behind one of the best run-blocking offensive lines in the NFL. And, of course, DeForest Buckner to anchor that defensive line was a big acquisition for them. I think the AFC South is a division that could be won by any of these teams. Like, you look at the Houston Texans, odds makers are down on them. They could end up doing well. It's hard to bet against a guy like Deshaun Watson. And then you have, of course, in the AFC South, you also have the Tennessee Titans, led by Ryan Tannehill this year, and Arthur Smith, another underrated play caller. I think they're going to be a good team as well this year. But I just think the Colts have a great chance. You can bet on them to make the playoffs. You can bet on them to win the AFC South. I think this team, too, who's probably going to more likely win 10 or 11 games, make their way into the postseason this year. And it's in large part because, of course, they got a new quarterback who's going to be better than Jacoby Brissett, but it's because of that play caller and head coach, Frank Wright. Was there anything you wanted to add on the Vikings under that you like? I just think there's a ton of turnover defensively. They have new coordinators on both sides of the football. And if you go back and look, Mike Zimmer has never really put together back-to-back winning season. He always seems to drop back to eight wins after they produce a lot of success. I think the loss of their number one wide receiver who went over to Buffalo is going to be very hard for them to overcome because that's extremely difficult. Uh, A lot of the offense was funneled to him and Stefan Diggs is going to make an impact in Buffalo, but he's going to, his impact is going to be felt in, in a loss of impact in Minnesota this season. I just don't have a lot of confidence in the wide receivers they have after Adam Thielen Thielen got hurt last season. If that happens this year, they got some big problems. I don't love their offensive line. They actually have bottom five cheapest uh, offensive line and defensive lines in the NFL. A lot of turnover defensively. Look, they're set up well for the future, theoretically, with all these draft picks that they took. But it's the absolute worst season to try to incorporate rookies onto your team with the lack of practice time and live reps with these guys. So I just think that there's a good chance they don't uh, hit their 10 wins. Obviously, I, I think that they, is, they have a good chance of missing the playoffs entirely, but I did bet their season win total under. 
Okay, so Warren Sharp took Minnesota under, Indianapolis over. You mentioned a division play in the AFC South with the Colts, and a lot of times these do correlate, the overs that you like. Maybe you're going to jump on the division. But then also, like last year with Baltimore, if you like them to go over, you like them to win the division, well, why not take their quarterback to win the MVP? If you did that, it worked out with Lamar Jackson. I I don't know if you're in on Rivers for MVP. Are there any uh, players that you do like for that? I don't really have many thoughts on MVP for this year, but one prop that I think has some is, is a long shot, like most MVP bets are, uh, that I think has some decent value is Kevin Stefanski for coach of the year, because mm-hmm. I am high on the Cleveland Browns. And I think uh, they, they, you know, Freddie Kitchens was a disaster last season, but in large part, that's the way that they were calling plays and some of the influence of their offense coordinator, Todd Monken. I think the pieces that they added, look, let's just get to the brass tacks here. Baker Mayfield has been much better in his NFL career when he's passing with heavier personnel out on the field, the extra tight end, a fullback, an extra running back. When the defense thinks it's going to be run and he's passing the ball, that's when he excels. When they spread it out, go three wides, four wides, he knows it's going to be passed. He just has not done quite as well, especially with a pr- with protection. He feels pressure where it's not. He hasn't excelled in those scenarios. I think Stefanski brings in Minnesota last year. I mean, you guys know you played him a couple times. They use the least amount of 11 personnel of any team in the league, use a lot of heavier sets, 21 12. So they're going to use those sets here in Cleveland and they got went out and brought the pieces in to do that. They got a fullback Andy Janovich that they traded for from the Denver Broncos. They brought in Austin Hooper, a tight end in free agency. They drafted another tight end. Uh, so th- they kept David Njoku when it looked like maybe he was going to leave town uh, after being unhappy there in July. So they've got a stable of tight ends that are strong a stable of running backs. We know they got a nice one-two punch with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb going along with Andy Janovich and all these tight ends. They, they bring on two new tackles, right? Get one from Tennessee and Jack Conklin. They draft one, Andrew Werps. I think this is a team that's building itself well to see some success. And I'm interested to see what they end up doing here this upcoming season. Love that call, Warren. One of my favorite bets is Cleveland to actually make the playoffs at plus 125. And right now in Illinois, you can get Kevin Stefanski as coach of the year at 18 to 1. With Warren Sharp on 670, the score. Last thing I have for you, Warren, you do great breakdowns on Twitter in your book, The Hot Trend in 2020 offensively what are we going to see from a lot of coaches that might surprise some people well i don't know that we're going to see a ton of this okay but trending in the right direction in my opinion two key things the first one is motion whether it's pre-snap motion or play action we have better ability now than we did 10 years ago to measure the effectiveness of these things whether it's from player tracking data we could see the linebackers biting on play action over and over again or we could see up this play with involved pre-snap motion let's see what the results are we have better charting of these things and we are going to see i think that being utilized more because I, along with other people in the public realm, have been writing about the benefits of using pre-snap motion before plays and using play action on pass plays. Uh, These are things that I think we're going to filter more across the NFL and make offenses in general a little bit more efficient. The other thing I would say is five of of the six teams, the six highest rates of 21 personnel, that's a fullback out on the football field, Those teams made the playoffs, including the Baltimore Ravens, who had the best record in the NFL at 14-2 and last year. 
doing things differently and doing it well has seen some success around the league. It doesn't matter what year, when you're doing it, trying something new and different does tend to work. And we saw the Baltimore Ravens, obviously, with their Lamar Jackson and the fact that he was a running quarterback really helped excel in that situation. I think just more 21 personnel in general when guys have a fullback out on the field, especially a fullback that can catch the ball a little bit. You don't have to be Kyle Juszczyk great at catching the ball, but somebody who can catch the ball a little bit out of the backfield, give the allure that it's going to be a run play and make it be a pass play. I believe more coaches are going to look to that as well. And finally, I'll just say this season is the absolute best season to pull tricks out of the bag early on to try to win games. Defenses have seen nothing from you. You put nothing on tape during the preseason, and you've had months to think about things and dream up ideas of how you could use guys. I really hope that coaches, especially offensive coaches, get aggressive early on in the season, use tempo, wear down these defenses that haven't been tackling anybody all season long, put them in a bind, use motion, just be aggressive as a play caller. Don't be fearful as a play caller. I'm chuckling, uh, Warren, because I'm thinking of Matt Nagy's bag of tricks. Cordell Patterson in the backfield, a package for Mitchell Trubisky of Nick Foles is starting, Akeem Hicks in the backfield once again. That makes a lot of sense. I could see him going back to that well a little bit. I, I hope so. Look, there's really very little downside. All of that stuff tends to help an offense big picture. I know there's a fear where we haven't practiced it a whole lot. Maybe we can't do it. Maybe we're not comfortable enough. But I even think things as far as like downfield laterals of the football or alternative guys throwing the football, like these are just things that need to filter their way a little bit more into the NFL. We know that having being down in the turnover margin, losing the turnover margin is the most feared thing around the league for these coaches, right? Because they know that 80% of the time they lose a turnover battle, they're going to lose the game. But guess what else? ends up winning games at an 80% clip. And that is being ahead at halftime. So while you need to try to minimize turnovers, there's some element of being aggressive and creative early on in a game to build a halftime lead so that you fall in a category where you're making the opposing team change strategies defensively and offensively at halftime to try to catch back up in a game. So I think teams need to get a little bit more creative and I'm excited to see if some of them do. And you guys certainly have a coach who's shown some willingness and talked about it a little bit and some players that are a little bit diverse. I hope that we see some of that coming from Chicago early on this season. Follow Warren Sharp on Twitter at Sharp Football and go get his book, the 2020 Football Preview. You can find it, sharpfootballanalysis.com. Warren Sharp, thank you for coming on early odds this morning. Thanks for having me. Speaking of sharp, three sharp horse racing handicappers for today's Kentucky Derby. Join me next. Three great guests, one segment. Like that? That was pretty good. Jim Miller from Hawthorne Racecourse, bookmaker Dwayne Colucci, and the Staggy Man. Thank you for listening to Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. Early odds on Sports Radio 670, the score, the first of three consecutive Kentucky Derby picks. You know you got to start with it with our guy, our guy who's on every week, Jim Miller from Hawthorne Racecourse at Hawthorne. Jim on Twitter. What are the feelings right now? We, we've been doing the countdown for weeks, yeah. for months now, Jim, and it's just so strange with football coming up on Thursday, then the Bears against the Lions on Sunday, but we're also talking about the Kentucky Derby today. 
Yeah, it's like this is the great kickoff to the to the professional sporting season, it almost seems like, because to me, the sports season kicks off with the NFL. So it is. It's really weird being this time of year, Joe. And we talked about it time and again. The first Saturday in May, you knew you were going to have 20 horses. We talked about the possibility of there not being a full field. There were 18 that entered this race. There's actually been two scratches since. The one Finnick the Fierce is out and the six King Guillermo's out. So only 16 are going to uh, contest the run for the Roses. But uh you know what? Hey, it's still a derby. It's an odd year, and it's an odd derby. Explain how the derby schedule is so different and how it's impacted your handicapping for this race. Yeah, and I'll tell you, everything geared up for the first Saturday in May is really through that derby point system. And it's a bunch of prep races at other racetracks that are spaced out properly leading to that race, to allow these three-year-olds to develop, to allow these three-year-olds to earn points, and then they really want them to peak at the Kentucky Derby. Well, when the COVID-19 virus came into effect, a lot of these races had already been contested. So you had these horses that were gearing up for the first Saturday in May, and then everything changed. So now you look through everything leading into this Kentucky Derby the first Saturday in September, and a lot of plans had changed. Horses that you really thought were going to be major players back in May aren't even in the race now. And really what you're left with is a heavy favorite who's been really well prepared all the way along coming into this race. And a guy that you almost think like he was looking into the future with the way he planned it out with Barkley Tag and Tiz the Law. But I'll tell you, it is a weird race because you get horses that never in a million years would have been prepared for the first Saturday in May. And they're able to run in this race now today. All right, Jim, how do you look at this, uh, this race today, the 146 running of the Kentucky Derby? You hate to say it because everybody wants to find a price. They're not going to beat the favorite. Tis the Law is going to win the race. This is the best horse. This is the horse that's been properly prepared for the race. This is the horse that won the first leg of the Triple Crown, winning the Belmont Stakes. And then you look back at that last race. That last race was really good. And the grade one Travers, it was at Saratoga. It went today's distance of a mile and a quarter. It was a paid workout, Joe. A million-dollar race was a paid workout for Tis the Law. And that's all it was, because this horse was never asked one easily. So here's the thing. How do we make money in the race? You have to look to who's second and third. Who's going to cap off your exacta? Who's going to round out your trifecta? And trainer Bob Baffert is a guy that's very familiar to winning the Derby. And he's got two horses in this race. He has the 10-horse Thousand Words, the 18-horse Authentic. I think those are the two horses that can get into the mix. And both of those horses have speed. Authentic from post-18 is much faster than Thousand Words. But Authentic will keep Tizzala honest early on. I think those two clear from the outside. I think Thousand Words tucks in right behind. And when the smoke clears at the end, I think Tizzala is still going to win. But Thousand Words and Authentic, I think, are going to be right their second and third, both at decent prices. So I think those are the ones you use in your exact and trifecta. Exotics come into play today, especially with this race. You heard it from Jim Miller. And Jim, you know this, uh, being at Hawthorne every single year and you're there for the Derby. Uh, you have the people that come out once a year and, and they want right. to they have some fun. I know it's part of your daily life, but there are a lot of people, even, even regular sports bettors, they're only going to get involved maybe two or three times a year for the, for the big events. Uh, any piece of advice that you would like to share with those bettors? You know what? Here's the thing. If you want a chance to make money, especially in a race like this with the Kentucky Derby, and you want to try to beat the favorite, Tis the Law is going to be such a heavy favorite that you can pick five or six horses that you like and bet each of those horses to win. Because if any of them are going to win, you're going to cover all of your other bets. So maybe go through, find the names you like, find a number you like, find a horse you like. It doesn't matter. If any of those horses win and Tis the Law doesn't, 
So you're basically looking up and down the field and you're 15 against one. If you can get those horses to win any of them, you're going to make money on the race. So it's a fun way to look out there, have a rooting interest in the race. It's the greatest two minutes in sports. And, and I would really say if you're not going to dive deep into the gimmicks, that may be another way to play the race. Jim, what do you guys have planned for today over at Hawthorne for the Derby? Yeah, for Hawthorne for the Derby, we're actually going to allow people to come up and wager. They're going to wager outdoors, but we're going to have tents set up. We're going to have extra wagering machines. We're going to have mutual clerks there. So you can drive on up, place your Derby wagers right there. It's almost like a bet and go setup. Drive up, drive through, place your bets, and head on out. But you will have the ability to come to Hawthorne Racecourse to do so. Still no live fans for live racing, but at least you can get your Derby wagers in. Jim Miller at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Jim, when we catch up next week, we'll look back a little bit and, and talk about this race, but I think we'll have some bigger news to discuss as well. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of big news. Hey, man, we're kicking off the NFL season soon, and we're wrapping up MLB. It's crazy to say that, so it's going to be a fun week ahead. Thanks, Jim. All right, you got it, Joe. Thanks, man. Another one of my go-to guys when it comes to horse racing is Dwayne Colucci out in Las Vegas. He's the race and sports manager at Rampart Casino. Well, let's try to make the people some money, make today even more fun than it's already going to be. How do you handicap this race, Dwayne? Well, the Kentucky Derby, I'll tell you the truth. I think, uh, Joe, tis the law. He, he, this horse is amazing. And what you're dealing with now is the inverted triple crown. You had the Belmont Stakes as the first leg in June. So, you know, he's looking now for the second leg of the Triple Crown, and he won the Belmont Stakes rather easily. The last race that he ran at Saratoga in the Traverse Stakes was just amazing. Uh, it, the buyer number and the buyer speed figure in the daily racing form just jumps off the page, as well as several other speed uh, figures. So, Tis the Law is going to be real tough to beat. You look at the horse from a two-year-old, he won the Champagne Stakes, Stakes. Then he followed up, uh, you know, with some really solid efforts as a three-year-old, winning the Holy Bull, winning the Florida Derby, then the Belmont, then the Travers. All these are grade ones. So he's running against the highest competition level. And Joe, he's crushing these horses. So, you know, with a couple of scratches now, you're looking at 16 horses. I think he'll avoid a troubled trip. And he's going to be really, really tough to beat. I'll probably use the number 15 horse behind him and maybe even box the exacta. That's uh, New York traffic, NY traffic. So uh, I definitely like this horse. I like his last race in the Haskell at Monmouth Park in Jersey. He was really making up a lot of ground on one of the two Bob Baffert entrants, uh, Authentic, who actually held on and won that race. But he was life and death to hold on, was Authentic. And New York traffic was making up a ton of ground so the number 15 horse will be my second choice in this race and I'll use several horses in the trifectas definitely honor AP he's been the buzz horse show on the west coast he's been working fabulously at Del Mar uh, he brings a lot to the table he has money Mike Smith in the saddle he's the winner of the Santa Anita Derby and he uh, kind of disappointed in the share belief at Del Mar he was 20 cents on the dollar, and he didn't win. He lost by three-quarters of a length to the other Bob Baffert horse in the field, uh, the uh, 10 horse, excuse me, 1,000 words. So I'm probably going to use 1,000 words and honor AP in the third slot, and I'm going to use – I'm going to key tis the law 
use New York traffic second, and then those two in the third position. If any horse I'm going to throw out, it's probably going to be authentic. I think John Velasquez really has to angle him inside and really gun the horse from the outside position to gain his early lead, and that's his running style. So I think he'll just be a little short, Joe, going the mile and a quarter. I like Tis the Law, though. I'm not going to give you any, uh, you know, long shots here. I think the horse is a beast. Are there any of your sharper horse racing betters that, that are in on some of these names that you threw out there or some others that you haven't even mentioned? You know, I have heard some buzz about a couple of long shots. Definitely the Todd Pletcher horse, the seven horse, Money Moves. Uh, he's an up-and-coming, light race, three-year-old. Only three career starts, Joe. And they've all come this year. Never ran as a two-year-old, but Todd Pletcher definitely is synonymous with big purses. And, you know, he gets the three-year-olds ready. He's only won, a, I believe, one Kentucky Derby, but he's still so accomplished, and you have to respect him. And he has Javier Castellano in the saddle, who is another, uh, you know, big money rider. So I've heard some buzz about money moves. And then I'm also hearing a little buzz on a real bomber, Joe, the five, Major Fed. And uh, he really ran well in the Indiana Derby. And he's a third off the layoff horse. Greg Foley is the trainer. And, uh, you know, the horse has a real nice workout. The buzz is the works for this horse. And he's been working at Churchill Downs consistently since August 9th. And August 9th was a great workout, a 46 and four breezing at four furlongs. And then he capped it off on August 28th with a 59 breezing. These are really quick workouts. And it shows that he's taking a liking to the track, even though he's 0 for 2 in his career over the Churchill down surface. And usually when you deal with the Derby, Joe, it's the right horse at the right time, the now horse. And definitely this horse can make an impact. I think he could get into the trifecta. But, you know, Tis the Law is going to be so tough to beat. I think he could definitely run behind Tis the Law in the exotics. Outstanding. Dwayne Colucci, the race and sports manager at Rampart Casino in Las Vegas on Twitter at NYBookieDwayne. Dwayne, have fun today. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Joe. It's always a pleasure, and I appreciate you having me on. All right, one more horse racing handicapper. I already mentioned he's one of my go-to guys when it comes to the ponies. The Staggy Man, at The Staggy Man on Twitter. You should be following him there because he shares picks all day, every single day on horse racing. Staggy Man, we had to wait and wait and wait, but we're finally here, Kentucky Derby Day. Man, it's, it's been different. I could tell you that much. The road to the Roses has been a little off kilter here. Yeah, I could kind of pick up by uh, some things you've been saying about the Derby as we lead up to this. It's the biggest day of the year, but I could tell, and uh, just in your tone right there, that that you're a little down. Certainly not as jacked as you are every other year when I talk to you about this. Yeah, Joe, it's. I will be the first to say it, it's not the same. It's just not. We switched up the whole Derby Triple Crown trail here. We got the Belmont that ran first. Now they're doing the Derby and the Preakness, and it's all backwards, in my opinion. Just not used to the first Saturday in May, now the first Saturday in September. Totally different ballgame. What's the buzz in the industry? Do, uh, do people think that they're going to get back on track in 2021 with the normal schedule? I sure hope so. The good news here, I mean, just locally, even at Arlington Park, we're opening up to some fans. That's great news. I, that, with that insight, I think if we can uh, limit the COVID numbers, I don't want to get political, but yeah, um, if we could do that, I think you have a shot to get back on schedule and hopefully get some fans back into the track. 
All right, Staggy, man, Let, let's figure out how to, how to cash some tickets today for the Derby, a, a day when everybody jumps in. Uh, what do you like and how do you handicap this race overall? So the first thing I do here is I look for where is the speed coming from? Because, I mean, Churchill has been playing all speed. You've got to be two or three lengths off the lead. I mean, if you're a closer on the dirt, you have no chance. It's just, it's just the way it is. And looking at the pace scenario, there's three or four that can go to the lead, and then there's, like, three that can sit right off it. So right there, you're looking at seven horses that have a shot at uh, least coming close to the top of the stretch. But, I mean, my pick – I mean, you got three to five, tis the law. Best horse on paper, but I actually am looking to beat him. Honor AP, that's my pick right now. You got Mike Smith, who was on Authentic, the 18. Definitely just held on for the Haskell, but he jumped off of the bad Bob Baffert horse and went to the John Service horse here. I think this horse can definitely be a big player here, and I know he's only six to one, but I would take six to one over three to five any day. I like it. Everyone else we're talking to, they're saying, hey, if you want to make money on this race, you're going to have to uh, get creative with some of the exotics. But you're saying that, no, you, you can actually make money on this race. And man, if you had an exacta that does not involve Tizzle Law, I don't know that you're advocating for that. You should cash a big ticket. Yeah, if you can somehow get Tis the Law out of the top two spots, that exact is going to pay very healthy. I know in the Belmont, there was no one going to touch him. There was no one in that race. Um, he won in hand, and same thing with the Travers. I think with this 17, I know there's two scratches now, so he moves into the 15 hole, but he's going to have a little trouble trip, I believe. He's not going to get the, the garden trip right behind the speed, I think. I think he's going to be floated a little wide, and I know Manny Franco – He's a younger rider, but this horse is a freak, but I'm going to try to beat him. Mike Smith, the veteran, I think he's going to sit right off of it and get first run, and then Tiz Law is going to try to run him down, but I hope that Honor AP can hold on. Perfect. I, I know you end up picking winners a lot of the time, but uh, are you going to get involved in some exotics? I think I might play a little trifecta box here. Uh, I, think, I think you can't leave out Tiz Law completely. I mean, it's going to take a – terrific uh, horrific trip for him not to even hit the board but i think the 15 this new york traffic uh he's a gamer this horse will go to the lead and he might be tough to hold off especially if the speed's holding i think he has a shot tis the law and then obviously on our ap so trifecta box 15 16 17 and let's just see what happens at the staggy man on twitter staggy I, I know you're not excited like like you are most years for the run for the roses but but i have a feeling around race time You'll be there. You'll oh, be there for, for a couple minutes. I'll be there for more than a couple minutes, buddy. Thanks, Staggy. Have a good one. A jam-packed early odds this week. The Staggy Man, Dwayne Colucci, Jim Miller, and Warren Sharp all joining me this past hour. A full week of truncated early odds next week, each night at 6 o'clock right here on Sports Radio 670, The Score. But don't forget, after the long, drunken weekend for some of you, Launching the new show Tuesday morning, Bet Sweats with Joe O. Starts on Tuesday. It will air every weekday, 9 to 11 a.m. on the Radio.com app. That is live. And then the podcast will be available right after the show. Follow at Bet Sweats on Twitter to get all the daily info, guests, video clips, audio clips, all that good stuff. At Bet Sweats. Inside the clubhouse is next on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Whatever you're betting today, best of luck, everyone. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.